Welcome to the How to Stop Being Broke podcast, where the mission is to change your mindset about how you manage your finances so you can build a financial future that you can be proud of. My name is Bella Jones and I am your host. So relax, sit back, and let's jump into today's conversation. Hey, 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 so we are back for another episode. And in today's episode, I want to talk about a game that many of us did play as children, but I honestly don't think we really understood that this game was teaching us some very valuable life lessons. Now, before I jump into the episode, I first want to thank you so much for continuously supporting the podcast. It really warms my heart to see my audience showing up every single week to listen to the new episodes and also checking out old episodes as well. So I want to sincerely thank you for the support. Now, if you are looking for an additional way to support the podcast, there is a link in the show notes where you can buy me a coffee. And every donation that we do receive will be used to fund the podcast as it does take a lot to produce and publish the podcast episode. So again, that link is in the show notes below. So let's jump into today's topic. So there is a game that is very popular here in the US. I am not sure if it is popular in other countries and that game is called Monopoly. So this is a game that many of us have played as children, teenagers, even as adults, maybe during family game night. And this game is really a lot of fun. It is very competitive. But I think most of us, while playing this game over the years, didn't really understand or realize that this game was teaching us some very valuable life lessons. Now, I first want to give a brief recap of what the game is all about and the rules of engagement. So the objective of the game is to essentially become the wealthiest player and you do that by buying property, renting out property, and selling property as well. At the beginning of the game, every player does essentially start off at the same exact level, meaning no one owns any property and everyone starts off with the same exact amount of money. Now there is someone that will have to be appointed as the banker and the banker has a very important role. So the bank essentially holds all of the deeds and titles to the property that are a part of the game. They also hold all of the houses and hotels before they are purchased by any players. And the bank also pays out any salaries and bonuses to all the players. They also collect any taxes and fines, loans and interest and things like that. So as you can see, we're starting to see how Monopoly definitely reflects a lot of similarities to real life. Now, as I was saying before, the objective of the game is to become the wealthiest player out of all of your competitors. And so we all know when we play Monopoly, the only way to really get wealthy is to own property. 
So when we are starting off this game, the goal is always to work on buying as many properties as you can. Now, the reason why that is an important part of the game is because when another player lands on your property, they now have to pay you rent. And so when you are getting rent payments, you're now collecting money. So that now makes you a little bit wealthier and it makes your opponents a little bit poorer because they now owe you money. And not only do you want to own as many properties as you can, you also want to develop your properties by purchasing houses and hotels to put on your property because now you can charge a higher rent as well. And so as you progress through the game, you have a lot of scenarios that cause you to get a lot of money, lose a lot of money, so, but it all comes down to being very strategic as you progress through the game. Now, besides receiving rent from your competitors, if they do land on your property, every player also receives a salary after they pass a certain part of the board. Now, receiving this salary every time you pass that certain section of the board, it's great, but everyone knows at the end of the day, you really want to focus on accumulating properties and getting rent from the other players. And this is the mindset that everyone has when they are going to play Monopoly. Everyone knows you cannot win this game just by collecting your salary every time you pass go. So now let's talk about real life. So unfortunately, when it comes to our everyday life, we don't have that same mindset. We are essentially settling for pass and go and just collecting our salaries from our nine to fives and we're not taking investing seriously. So when you think about Monopoly, it is a board game that we played as kids. We had a lot of fun. We also were very competitive playing this game, but it was honestly teaching us a very valuable life lesson. I do hope that by putting this conversation in a different context, that it really does hit home and really reinforces the whole premise of the importance of investing. And if you've been here before, you know I'm a big proponent of doing what you can with what you have. Investing with a small budget is still better than not investing investing at all. It is better to have a small piece of the pie and of the wealth than to have no piece at all. And investing does come in different shapes and forms. And while it will look different for each and every one of us, at the end of the day, it needs to be our main priority. Investing is so accessible that you can literally start your investing journey today. If you do work a nine to five and your employer does offer a 401k plan, contact your HR department to find out how can you start contributing to this 401k. You can open a IRA account or just a regular brokerage account from your cell phone. You can go on your computer and you can 
open your account in less than 15 minutes. And don't be embarrassed about not having a lot of money to contribute. Again, you want to focus on taking those small baby steps and doing them consistently. And of course, as you can afford to contribute more, that is what you are going to do. I know there is this underlying pressure to max out your contributions to your 401k or to your IRA, and maybe you can't afford to do that right now. And that is totally okay. And if you're not sure what that actually means, when it comes to your 401k and to your IRA, there is a maximum amount of money that you can put into these accounts every single year. So for example, at the time that I am recording this video, the new contribution limit for 2022 is about $20,000. So most people are working on putting in that $20,000 every year. But you might be in a position where you're like, Bella, I can't contribute even $1,000 right now. $1,000 for me might be a lot, and it might take some work for me to even put $1,000 in this account this year. And so there's nothing wrong with that. It all goes back to doing what you can with what you have. Don't feel embarrassed about that. What I want you to do is really be proud of yourself of taking that step to even think about contributing to your 401k, IRA, or brokerage account. And you honestly want to start with a number that's realistic for you and for your budget, because again, you don't want to put money into these accounts to only now have to pull the money out because your day-to-day -day money is short. And then over the years, you want to work on increasing your contribution. So for example, we'll go back to the 401k example. If you are now contributing, let's say 3% of your annual salary to your 401k, then maybe next year, try to increase that to 4% or 5%. Every small increase or every extra dollar that you can realistically contribute is going to make a difference in the long run. You want to really focus on putting this money aside to essentially pay your future self. I also like to compare investing and savings to losing weight. If you are someone who has ever tried to lose weight and you're trying to get healthier, whenever you lose that first five to 15 pounds, it really motivates you to keep going. When you see that progress, when you see the weight and the scale going down and you start to feel better, you start to look better, it really becomes that motivating factor to keep you going on this journey. And in my opinion, your investments and savings work the same way. When you start to see your account grow in value and you are seeing the returns of, on your investment, you then start to feel extra motivated to keep going and you may also feel more motivated to see how much more can you add to your portfolio on a regular basis. And just remember that investing is a journey. It is a marathon. It is not a sprint. You must be willing to be in it and to commit to this for the long haul 
Now, of course, along your journey, you are going to make a lot of money. You are also going to lose money, but you want to make sure that you are also always in this space of being willing to learn and to also open your mind when it comes to new things. I know, for example, when it comes to cryptocurrency, there are a lot of people who are avoiding it altogether because they honestly have no idea what it is, how it works, and they are afraid about losing money. And so, of course, you never want to invest in anything that you do not understand, but then it is your job as an investor to educate yourself. And then once you have all of the relevant information, that is when you make an educated decision of whether or not to invest in certain things like cryptocurrency, like NFTs, like real estate. You never want to let things like fear, anxiety, or self-doubt to get in the way of you potentially making some very profitable investments. And so the next time you play Monopoly with your children, nieces, nephews, godchildren, that could be a great opportunity to start having these conversations so they can start thinking about saving and investing and starting businesses at a much earlier stage in life. And that can give them an amazing head start that many of us did not have. And so that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for stopping by and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Stop Being Broke podcast. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to future conversations like the one we had today, make sure to subscribe because it is time for you to stop being broke and create a financial future you can be proud of.